doing the simple things lead to remarkable outcomes. Um, and it's something that I've led my life by since joining the army and uh, it's, it's all working for me. Welcome to the Power Hour, the weekly podcast that will motivate you to pursue your passion and to achieve success. I'm Adrienne Herbert, international speaker, fitness coach, Adidas global ambassador and entrepreneur. Each week, I'll be talking to today's leading coaches, creatives, change makers and innovators to find out their daily habits, morning routines and rules to live by. The Power Hour is all about taking just one hour each day to help you improve your life and unlock your full potential. Whether you want to build a business, write a book, run a marathon, or maybe you're just looking for a spark of inspiration, the Power Hour is going to help you get there faster. Welcome back to the Power Hour podcast. My guest today grew up in Lincolnshire and at the age of 18, she decided not to go to university, but instead she joined the British Army. On her 22nd birthday, she was officially deployed for her first tour in Afghanistan. Never one to say no to a new challenge, her job includes gorge jumping, parachuting, safari mountain biking, scuba diving, rock climbing, abseiling, and she's a qualified ski instructor and a regular triathlon participant. I am mega happy to introduce you all to a woman who walked 40 miles whilst carrying 40 pounds on her shoulders. Wow. Welcome to the studio, Hannah Roberts. Oh, hi. Thanks Welcome. for having me. Oh, I'm so, so happy that you could come in. Honestly, I feel so grateful that I get to do this show, that I get to talk to so many people and just to hear their incredible stories. So thank you for coming in. So I guess today it'd be great if we could take it back and if you could talk us through your journey so far. Yeah, so it all started when I was 18. Um, I was never felt I was academically strong, so I didn't want to go to university. However, I knew that I wanted to sort of leave home and explore and have a career. Um, and I just remember that my dad said that the military train you up in a skill, um, you get paid whilst you're doing it and all the other sort of benefits that come with it. I was like, hmm, that sounds, that sounds good. So I went to my local army careers office and yeah, and it all went from there. Um, and then it just took me on a whirlwind and I lived in Germany for nearly four years. Um, I did two tours of Afghan. I did loads of adventures, which you just uh, said about. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I come back to the UK a few years ago. Um, I'm now posted uh, in and around old shots and I do ceremonials. So I was involved in the Royal Wedding. Oh, cool. Yeah, that was such good fun. Um, I also did the Remembrance Parade and where I worked, I had a view over the Citadel. Um, so it was a really special moment um and yeah so what led you to that point so I guess because 18 is so young it's like such a baby so when you I guess at school were you sporty were you athletic yeah I really enjoyed uh, cross-country running um I was really into my sport I did um sports science as a GC um and it's always something you know not being academically strong it was always something I turned to because it was what I felt I was good at so I love the fact that I could still do that as part of my job mm. um and also get to study also yeah. and how did your friends and family react to the news that you were joining the army at such a young age they were really supportive I think they saw the benefits of me uh, of me doing it um and 
and yeah and they were really supportive through the process which was really good great and they and you didn't have so you didn't know anyone else like in your family who'd ever done it before uh so my dad was in the RAF for four years so um yeah he was quite excited um because he felt like he actually left a bit too early so um he was really uh, keen to see me go and and do everything maybe that he got to miss out on doing so did you do a lot of research before you committed to actually signing up what's that process like um, so this was quite a while ago before sort of Instagram and, and before the, I believe the army had a Facebook page, maybe they did, but I didn't, I didn't look at it. So it was just on their website, um, and the careers office and, and speaking to people. Um, and then suppose the first of where the army sent me on adventures was going to Scotland for the selection. So that was, I've never been to Scotland before. Um, so there was me 18 years old off on the train, uh, to Scotland. So that was really cool. And mm. sort of before I knew it, I was, I was in and, and what's, training. what's the selection like? Do you, so did you have to prepare anything or you just turned up? Uh, yeah, I mean, I you had to do fitness tests, you had to do command tasks. So that was sort of like working with the people and figuring out how to do, to do things. Mm. Um, and then you had interviews, you had group discussions. So I sort of planned for all that and sort of practiced at home and did yeah. all my fitness and went for runs cool. uh, and passed. Amazing. And is it like a selection of kind of elimination? Do people get kind of eliminated throughout that? Um, it's a scoring system. So okay. if you score a certain amount, um, then you sort of get a pass. Mm. And, you know, it's never, it's very rarely a straight no, usually on the sort of medical examination. Uh, they always give you points and say, oh, please come back and, and work on this. Um, so from an early stage, you know, they help you and they do want you to come back and they do want you to pass. So, mm. yeah. Great. Um, And there's been some recent changes to the British Armed Forces, and one of which is that women are now able to apply for all roles. Is that right? Uh, To my knowledge, yeah, it is. And it includes um, joining the Special Forces. Uh, What's quite quite the training for that is depicted in uh, Who Dares Win at Middleton. So that's the sort of thing that now females are getting to do yeah yeah i've been i've seen a bit of that and i read a quote from the defense secretary gavin williamson that said i'm delighted that for the first time in its history our armed forces will be determined by ability alone and not gender which i just thought was awesome yeah i i I think it's great i think um the biggest thing is that the next generation and this generation of women it's just another tick in the box where you know there's no restriction there's no doctrine there's no one saying you can't do it because of your gender it's solely down to ability so you know if you're if you can pass then you can do it mm. and i just think that's a great thing to grow up in because obviously we grew up in a generation where there were still jobs that said you can't do it because you're gender and, mm. and that's going and i think psychologically as a female growing up with that or currently if you're you know it's it's really really positive mm, yeah for sure and I'm sure we've still got you know some way to go with certain things but as a woman in the forces from your perspective how important is that change and how will it affect you um I just think again it's the psychological standpoint that even if you don't want to do it the option is there for you to do it if you so wish mm. um and opportunities can come your way so for instance that change um I got offered to do a job um as to be sort of one of the managers in a training regiment in, in a tank training regiment and if you know that opportunity wouldn't have been there without the change I didn't take it uh, just because I'm happy where I am mm. and for personal reasons but you know already even I have seen the change uh, an opportunity to come my way if I so wish which wouldn't have been there before mm. without the change so it, it's really great um mm. and like you say it's use, utilizing talent if there is you know a woman out there who can pass the tests and you know she can do it mm. no um, longer the best man for the job yeah best person for the job <laughs> which is cool yeah so what are some of the main differences um or what have the main differences been for men and women until now um I'm, 
not too many to be honest um i don't feel there's there's too many differences you know we're all in you know in the army we're all there for the same reason uh maybe it's just in my head that uh sort of historically men tend to get the better physical uh, time so right. i'm really super competitive so mm. i work really really hard to sort of you know be that a uh, person at the front um and sort of yeah sort of always trained to sort of beat them <laughs> right so that's maybe the only difference in my head but that's just just as me and my competitiveness okay <laughs> but in terms of like teams and stuff is it always like mixed genders and if yeah. you like i guess where you like you live where you live and how you train and it's not like women training the men it's all together. no no we're all together we're all one team um and there's been so many positive changes recently where they used to have like male teams and female teams um for instance, for the event that you just mentioned, but mm. now it's all going to be mixed. Um, I was on a cross-country running training camp and they actually made a decision to um, have the run times, uh, not the run time, sorry, the run distance the same. Mm-hmm. So there's no disparity between the males and the females. We Did it used just, to be different? Yeah, okay. uh, I think a lot of cross-country races are. Yeah. Um, and now uh, we were sort of leading the way in the Royal Signals um, in our camp that we said, no, we're all gonna, we're all gonna do the same. And it was great because um, it was more inclusive and not, you know, oh, this is my time, this is your time. And we, you know, we just ran it together. So. Yeah, awesome. And about the guys that, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, I guess, oh, well, if it's a team thing, then that's that's the most important thing yeah. but I don't know how do you think they feel when the the women are as you said competitive and perhaps beating them um no I think it's all sort of fair game now yeah. um yeah I don't uh, I think sometimes they might be like oh you know you overtook me but I think again that inspires them maybe mm. to train a bit more um mm. and I think it's good for them to see you know that we can just sort of keep up mm. and can just train as hard just as much as them um, yeah it's amazing and i think it's really important as you were talking about with the younger generation to hear that message as well because yeah. already you know i've got a young son and already we've got no matter what you do to try and kind of you know i guess neutralize um you know opportunities and things i think the girls already have certain things with, just because it's just there you know mm. in society whether it's schools teachers uh, whether it's media whether it's parenting i don't know what it is but something is still there do you know what i mean the mm. girls this the boys that yeah and it's funny how like i'll ask my son sometimes i'm like well why do you think that because i want to know where he's got that idea from do you know what i mean yeah and i think especially when it comes to building confidence in young girls Mm. to as you said that they can achieve physical challenges and also for i guess on the other side as well for males not kind of using that language that you know they should be strong or they should Mm. be fast or or things like you know i've heard uh, people saying to children that you know the girls are better at this or Mm. boys are um you know girls are better at reading and writing and sitting still and boys Mm. have to be you know running around wild and it's kind of like if we just keep continuing that narrative then it's not going to change yeah because you you are what you think so someone tells you you're not strong you're going to believe you're not strong um and what i'm what i'm really passionate about is you know for instance before sometimes i do a run it's like i just tell myself that um even maybe before uh, that i'm fit i can i can do this i can you know win it or i can get a really good time um and i think sometimes yeah it's sort of like fake it till you make it <laughs> yeah really and um and I, that's sort of what my instagram i'm trying to do is instill in confidence it was so long um yeah. that we've been told that women maybe you know can't do all these arduous challenges we're not strong enough and i i, I don't believe that i think mm. we just as am and i think if we keep telling each other we can do it we can do it and and for males also some yeah. males maybe think oh i've never been good at football or i'm, I'm not that good of a runner like the more you tell yourself that, the more you believe you it. won't be, and you, mm. you'll believe it. I, you know, I just want people to sort of tell themselves, you know, even maybe sometimes they don't believe it, 
I can do it. Mm. I am a runner. I can I can do anything I put my mind to. Mm. Um, and that's something that the military has definitely taught me. There's There's been times when I was like, my body can't go on. And then I'm just like, yes, it can. Yes, it can. And and I've pushed through and you just get a, a second win of energy, a third win of energy. And it is amazing what your body can do when you push it to the limits. I'm sure you've experienced that with your marathons when you thought, I don't know how I'm going to keep going for the next couple of miles. Mm. And then all of a sudden you just get this burst of energy or, or belief. Mm. And then you carry on and you finish it and you feel amazing after. And that gives you the confidence that even in situations where you feel you can't do it. Um, and you can relate that back to like maybe a boardroom, like, oh, I don't know if I can stand up and do this. And when you do runs and you completed it, you just, for me, I remember that time when I did a run and I thought I was going to stop and I didn't. And I sort of used that positivity and that mindset through to, um, you know, in everyday work, maybe stand up doing a presentation, an exam, something that I was never been confident with. Mm. And before I go into exams now, I tell myself I'm going to pass it. Um, and you know, now I've started passing exams more and I'm thinking about going to university, which in my instruction, I never thought of at 18. Yeah. So all, all this is sort of led to so much more confidence, not just in physical fitness, but in academia where I used to be very unconfident. Yeah, that's amazing. And you're totally right. Words have power. So yes. as you said, you've got to say it. And even yeah. if you don't believe it, yeah. say it until you do. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. So since you joined the forces, what has been the most challenging thing that you have had to face and how have you overcome it? Oh, there's been so many challenges, but what stands out for me is um, what you call field exercises. Um, I've done quite a lot of them over the years. Uh, and what that is, is when um, we go out in a field, it's in the name, um, and we live of what is in our Bergen, so a big rucksack. And all we have really is a wet and warm kit, change uh, like spare clothes and our food and water rations um, and also the military bits and bobs that come with it also um, and we live out in that for five days um, and we dig a hole and that's where we sleep and we just have like a poncho over the top at night uh, you get really minimal sleep um, I've done like a week's training like five days training and had probably three or four hours sleep um, wow. and then all day we are um, carrying a lot of weight it's very physical um, and and yeah, um, I don't shower, uh, you know, you, you have to eat your rations really quickly and all of that, I've also got to lead. I've also got to lead my colleagues in, in these situation and also it's all very fast paced. Things can happen out of nowhere and you've got to react to that and you're really, really tired um, and cold and it usually rains. <laughs> um, and I find that really challenging. Mm -hmm. And the way that I overcome that is I think it's actually practicing mindfulness. So I sometimes wake up in the morning and because we're in a, in a field, in a wood line and I hear the birds and I'm like, oh, I wasn't here right now. I wouldn't be listening to the birds or that's a nice sunset or, and just sort of take solace in little things or having my, you know, I don't eat a lot of sugar, but out in the field, I tend to have like cereal bars and stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm really enjoying it, eating the cereal bars. So I just take, really go back to basics and mm. take pleasure in the little things and, um, yeah, and again, I tell myself that I'm not cold, I'm not tired, and uh, just convince myself that I'm having a lot better time than probably what I am. <laughs> really? And what about, so you mentioned then about having to lead and, you yeah. know, being in a leadership role. How do you, in like, in challenging times like that, how do you, you know, does it help to be in like a group and a group mentality? Yeah. Or, you know, is it kind of as a, as a leader and as an individual, you have to kind of, I don't know, set an example? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that is... For me, like a huge thing is that I'm a leader, so I can't 
be seen to be negative or saying this is not great um, because that will rub off on on them. So um, I'm now in a position where people look up to me. So my motivation, even inside, if I'm like, I'm having a really bad time, I have to go, come on guys, let's do this, you know, Mm. be authoritative, um, maybe get tough with people if I have to, like, come on, no, I want you to do this, I want you to do this now. and yeah so I think sort of being in that role you probably relate as a mother sometimes mm-hmm. when you're just like I just want to like I get your know. shoes on yeah and it's just get your shoes on or times when you're feeling a bit tired but you have to sort of be mum and be yeah. bubbly so I think everyone can relate to that in yeah. times when you know they're not not really feeling it but mm. they have to lead people in their workplace or uh, you know in their daily lives yeah yeah I love that because as you say like being a mother I think is you know I think we're all leaders in some way yeah. do you know what I mean oh. you can be a leader in your work you could be a leader yeah. to your peers to your um children and yeah, yeah children really do look up to their yeah. parents and kind of idolize them so I think it's really important for us all to know that however big or small mm. like you said our example and heart and what you said then about rubbing off on other people so yeah. that's a you know I think that thing of bringing people good energy being yeah. positive uplifting others that is yeah. going to rub off and they're going to uplift it you is. it's you know it's like a wildfire positivity and negativity mm-hmm. like if you start spreading negative energy that will spread but if you send positive energy that also mm. spreads so I'm you know I'm not even means perfect um sometimes I'm negative and I have to rein myself in I'm getting better through mindfulness um but yeah I always aspire you know to be positive um and it makes me a good leader when I am um yeah awesome so for anyone listening who doesn't really know much about the reality of life in the army myself included to be honest often I guess we make assumptions or maybe have this stereotypical idea of what it must be like and I think people often think about you know there's a kind of they must be really determined and focused Mm -hmm. and strong-willed and confident and physically strong and maybe films and tv shows have given a more dramatic and exaggerated idea of these personalities but what do you think is any of that true are most people who sign up to the force is like that um i don't i think everyone's story is different everyone joins like it's so diverse there's so many people from different backgrounds which i love um they all join with different stories they all join at different ages and different places in their life and they all join with their their own strengths and weaknesses um and throughout time you know their character and gets developed i suppose um and yeah and I think there is definitely a stereotype definitely for women you know I think some I often get when people meet me outside of work like you don't look like a woman in the army and I'm like what's a woman in the army look like and I think that they just assume you know because of tv you know gi uh, (laughs) gi joe um and that you know maybe I've got shaven head and I'm really really super super strong and I just don't believe in that I'm outside of work I'm just like any other woman and I really take pleasure in the simple things like having my hair done having my nails done um I love fashion um I love like reading up about beauty stuff uh, just just like most females um I'm I'm no different um when I take my uniform off and you know very much doing the simple things makes me feel like Hannah and not Corporal Roberts and um yeah so I'm just like anyone else it's mm. just when I put my uniform on I'm I'm Corporal Roberts and I just get on with my job mm. yeah, yeah I guess like lots of us do and do you think yeah. you have a bit of a do you have a bit of a mindset shift then so when you say about putting your uniform on yeah. and becoming Corporal Roberts almost yeah. so that that's like 
I guess so you can you so you can separate between yeah for sure um and I think a lot of people can relate to that I mean I'm sure the woman in the boardroom um kicking ass every day mm-hmm. and sealing deals um she can relate when she has to put her suit on and go mm-hmm. in and, and and lead everyone and then go home and be a mother and be silly and do stuff mm-hmm. with her children or maybe the builder who goes in and he gets his hands dirty and then he comes home and he has a shower and maybe he puts a you know his nice clothes on and goes on a date night um with his his wife or his partner and um so I think everyone can relate to that yeah we're not defined by our roles or our jobs we're not um and I think we're we're ever more becoming open to being whoever we want to be like some we don't have to be static we don't have to be one person all the time like we can sort of you know change into Mm -hmm. these people um and also be ourselves outside around our close friends and family and be a certain someone in work um i I believe in that i don't think you're one person and and that's it yeah Uh, yeah exactly we're all multifaceted which is fantastic um and i liked you know when you just said then about people joining at different ages yeah that's interesting because i don't know why i guess i just assumed that yeah most people enroll when they're young but that's interesting to learn that you can join later on in life because i think for a lot of people if they feel kind of stuck in something Mm. maybe they're you know stuck in their career maybe they're Mm. stuck in a relationship maybe they're just i don't know stuck in a rut and they feel like well this is it now i've kind of made this decision this is what i'm doing and that's that but actually i always tell people i'm like it's never ever too late to change like you can change careers you can change your lifestyle you can change you could move you know you can you can always start again yeah uh, for sure there is many many stories like that um of people who just wanted to change paths and do something different i was in training with people who were you know hairdressers before some people were working in london like there's so many people with different stories and i think uh, now you can sort of um join a lot older and i think a lot of that is because we keep ourselves a lot healthier so you know people can do the physical demanding stuff at a, a later age um and yeah it's just full of opportunities but again if you join young you also can sort of um do your time in the army and leave at a, a good age and take all the skills you've had from that and then change paths also so it works both ways yeah. um yeah you're selling it to me hannah <laughs> watch this space gang <laughs> okay so um what is the your absolute favorite thing about being in the army um it's got to be the sports and all the adventures that you mentioned mentioned there um i like I love physical fitness and keeping fit. So the fact that I get to do that and I get paid to do that and is, I I, I love it. And- um, To get to travel much? Yeah, all yeah. the time. Obviously I lived in Germany for four years and I spent my weekends traveling around. I've been to Kenya, I've been to Cyprus, I've been to Italy, like the, the list goes on. Um, and yeah, and I think it really shapes you when you go and you travel and you meet new people like I've worked for NATO and it was I used to go on courses in Italy and sometimes I was the only like British person there and yeah. I worked with all the different NATO nations and I love talking to them and hearing about their countries and their perspective and I think that's really made me into a lot more rounded person from the person that I was in growing up in a little village in Lincolnshire mm. um, and do you go yeah do you get to go back much do you get to go back home yeah I do yeah um it's sort of most well probably every couple of months but mm. that's some people go home every weekend um so it's all sort of down to you and what you want to do mm. a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com 
Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the Power Hour. So I know that you've listened to this show before a little bit, so you know a little bit about the Power Hour? Yeah, I do. Yeah? Yeah, uh, so my Power Hour actually starts a little bit the night before, so okay. I'm, I'm a huge advocate of overnight oats. Um, I absolutely love them, so I always prepare that the night before, um, and also I always put my stuff out for the next day, everything from my underwear to my socks. So in the morning, I can just um, get up, so what time what time do you get up is um, this when you're um at work when you're in the army yes yeah. so i don't have really routine every sort of week is always different but um it's always a couple of hours before i'm due in work and so that ranges usually from about five in the morning to about seven mm-hmm. um and i get up i drink lots of water and i do um yoga um because i have a very physically demanding job i do a lot of exercise and that really keeps me flexible mobile and gets any rid of any aches and pains um but then that I only do yoga if in the day I know I get to do physical fitness at work. If I don't, then I get my HIIT workout done in the morning. So it's out of the way. Um, and then I also do meditation. So this really just sets me off really well for the day. Um, it calms me. It grounds me. One of the things I do, like I write it down or in my head, I tell myself five things that I'm grateful for. I always think about when I'm really tired and cold and living out of field, I'm like, I take so much for granted when I wake up in the morning that I'm waking up in a warm bed, I'm having a shower, I'm having fresh food, I'm having a, a warm drink. And I always think, you know, the so people, you know, the homeless people and people in other countries, like they must look at us. And when we're moaning in the morning about our day ahead, they must think, how silly are we to be moaning when we have so many great things to wake up for? Um, so that stems from that. Um, and I, the, yeah, this really sets me up for the day well. And I think it makes me um, a better person to be around and a better leader in the day. Um, so that's what I do. That's um, amazing. Yeah. I really hope people are hearing that because honestly, everything you just said about in the morning, like you said, yeah. being, having a warm bed, having yeah. warm food. And like you said, homeless people, people who are so much less fortunate than us around yeah. the world. And I think even the things like waking up without pain, you know, I yeah. don't mean like the odd little, you know, yeah, back pain, yeah. but waking up knowing that you don't have to take a medication yeah. every single day or or, you know that that is such a blessing and like yeah. you said we all we're all guilty of taking these things for granted we but are. you know the mornings are definitely i find with this to show and you know i talk to a lot of people about getting up early and yeah. they do you know they kind of just they can't get their head yeah. in, around it but th- i think framing it like that is really yeah. powerful and again um you know obviously you know people and, and women including that suffer a lot of body issues um and whereas i think sometimes you might want to wake up in the morning to work out because you want to be slim and I say get up in the morning and work out or do yoga or just move your body like Mm. it doesn't even have to be like a workout just like it's not a punishment no and like do it because you know it makes you feel good and um it's good for your body and you know think about sometimes your motivation of thinking about the amount of people out there who wish they could get out of bed in the morning and move their bodies and they can't Mm. and I find that when you focus on doing exercise and looking after yourself not to be aesthetically pleasing to be healthy then everything else comes and you start looking better because uh, you know you're respecting your body mm. instead of punishing it as you yeah just exactly it's like a byproduct instead yeah. of the main goal yeah exactly. yeah for sure yeah you're so right with that and also I think as someone as you know I'm a runner when I got injured last year just the short time that I was injured and yeah. I couldn't train I felt so frustrated I felt so you know impatient and so many people um actually reached out to me at that time and said yeah. oh I'm injured at the moment and I can't run it's so so frustrating and often people then try and train before they should 
just because they want to get back out there um and as you said it's like actually when you're able to Mm -hmm. exercise whether it's to do yoga whether it's to run you're free from pain just respect and be thankful that your body you're able to get out there in the fresh air even if it is cold you can do it and like you said some people unfortunately they can't yeah yeah wow okay cool so you're getting up you do overnight oats everything's prepped you've done some exercise and then you're off to work yeah so um each week we have the power hour challenge when i ask uh, the guests to give our listeners something that we could do to i guess improve themselves improve their lives maybe just make a positive change get outside of their comfort zones so hannah what is something that we could try this week I think you could try and signing yourself up for something that you are interested about. Um, So I'm constantly um, reading and then I like to sort of follow through and do a class on it. So for instance, I uh, listen to your podcast with the Strength Temple. So this Sunday, I really liked what he's about. So this Sunday, I'm going to one of his workshops. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. Um, And also, um, I... I saw um, on Kim Hartwell's Instagram that she mm-hmm. had a rock and soul adventure. So yep. I just signed up for that and went by myself yep. and met amazing people. And, you know, that's led on to such amazing things after. So mm. um, I meet up with a girl who introduced me to um, uh, Never Stop London. So mm-hmm. now I go to their sort of free classes. Yeah. Um, I'm also meeting up with a girl tonight to do yoga who I met on the treat. So sometimes just signing yourself up for something that you take an interest in can lead to so many like meeting amazing people um and sort of maybe finding a new sport or hobby Mm. and if you don't like it then you've learned something about yourself and you've got an experience yeah you Um, gave it a go yeah and i'd say if you've got no one to go with like go by yourself Mm. i've done so much traveling with uh, just by myself and um i love it and i've always had a good experience and i've always amazing people and so that's really cool yeah Yeah, and i think people often don't want to try things as you just said by themselves because it's like oh i don't know anyone there but that's fine because there's going to be other people there who are also by themselves and it's great that as you just mentioned both kim and richie both good friends of mine and i just think it's awesome that this is what can come from instagram i know we're going to talk about that in a second actually but what can come from instagram as you said these are people we can follow them online you can watch the insta stories you can you know comment but actually like you said get involved when people are running workshops or running retreats or running uh, I don't know trips whatever classes get involved because like you said that physical place of getting yep. down there meeting with other people like-minded people it's it's really fun really yep. you know you, it's just great so yeah get involved sign yeah. up to some stuff people and get out there in real life yes yeah so on that note of, of Instagram where can people find you online and talk to me more about what you hope to achieve with Instagram Okay, so you can find me uh, online on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Simple as Hannah. Um, And I'm looking also uh, eventually set up a blog, so keep your eyes out for that. Um, But please reach out to me with any questions um, that you have, anything that I've talked about. um, And what I'm trying to achieve on Instagram is everything uh, that I've learned and what's helped me. um, I sort of of just telling my story on Instagram and I've got sort of a saying uh, doing the simple things lead to remarkable outcomes um, and it's something that I've sort of led my life by since joining the army and uh, it's sort of working for me mm. so yeah please uh, give it a visit uh, give it a like give it a follow and like I say please reach out to me mm. if you w- want to talk about anything that I've talked about today or any advice on the army or anything in general 
Cool. So doing this, say it again, doing the simple things lead to remarkable, remarkable outcomes. outcomes. So I love that. the simple things like overnight oats the night before, you've got a breakfast ready, you can add lots of fruit and nuts and have it really nutritious. And it's there to just grab and go, you know, and you're just making sure that you feel yourself for the day. Um, and something, a little thing like that can yeah. just lead to a great day yeah. um, and a healthy body. Great. Thanks, Hannah. And uh, when the show goes live as well, when this episode comes out, I always post on my Instagram stories and I'll do like swipe up to listen. So I will tag Hannah's Instagram there. So yeah, please head over, give her a follow. Also let us know, you know, let her know that you listen to the show, Power Hour and yeah, get involved. So my closing question for you today is, well, thank you again for sharing your journey with us. Um, I believe, and you know this question because you've heard yeah. the show, but I'm going to tell you anyway, I believe that time is the most valuable thing that we all have we can get our money back but we can never get our time back so what is the most valuable thing that time has taught you um i think it's we suffer more often in imagination than reality so that's a quote from seneca i'm really into philosophy and it's so true i am a huge overthinker and i every single time that you know i thought something was going to be really bad um it's never been as bad as i thought it was going to be and um i think we can sometimes convince ourselves of things like oh we can't go for that run we can't do that it's going to hurt and then we do it and it's never as bad as we think it's going to be and we, there can be so many missed opportunities because we create something in our head and we assume that something's going to happen we're going to assume we're going to turn up to an event and no one's going to talk to us and it's often not the case um and not always, sometimes you might do something and maybe it was yeah pretty bad, but you always learn something from it. But it is, in my experience, never as bad as how I managed it to be. Mm -hmm. So just go out there, do it. And if you fail, you've, you always learn something. Um, but more often than not, we gain so much more. Mm, yeah. amazing thank you so much Hannah yeah, thanks thank for coming you. in today I loved 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 talking to you oh, and also you. just watching like you said on on your Instagram I find it honestly so inspiring and I'm in awe of anybody who can be that committed and dedicated so I just really wanted to acknowledge you and just say oh. you're amazing oh thank you um yeah that's really all of you say but like I say I I just see myself as a normal girl from a small village in Lincolnshire and I've just done the simple things and they've led to what other people think are sort of really good outcomes mm. so um yeah I just encourage you just to maybe do the simple things and maybe you'll do something that uh you see hopefully you see that is a remarkable outcome however little or small no, sorry, little small, uh, little big. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing, thanks. Okay, guys, so I really hope that you loved this episode. Please let us know and please share it with anyone who you think might enjoy listening to Hannah and her message. Let us know, leave us a rate and a review over on iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe. I really do appreciate your time. So thanks for listening to the show. See ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.